before we get started, I need to ask you boys something. This is uh, purely speculative, so I don't feel like it's something that uh, you have to address. But uh, Tommy said something in the Discord the other day that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, let me find it. I'm going to pull up the exact thing. Um, he said that... Uh, oh, good Lord, where is it? Okay. A hot dog is an open-faced sandwich. Is he correct? Yeah. Oh. That's not even the one that bothered me the most. What was the one that bothered you the no, most? Oh, yeah, the other one. The ketchup as a smoothie? Yeah. <laughs> that, I don't know, man. That, that put me into a borderline blind rage. I, the... Mm. I mean, he's he's not wrong. He's That's not wrong. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a smoothie. But at the same time, like smoothies are sweet, and ketchup is definitely made with vinegar. I heard or I saw him later in the thread say something about how uh, you add sugar to it. I don't know any fucking ketchup that's tasting like sugar, bruh. Do you? Do they put vinegar in it? They do, and they put a shit ton of sugar. <laughs> oh. Maybe just the the tomato and the and the vinegar overpowers the sugariness for me. I'm trying to see it. Uh, it's not as much as I thought it was, but uh, well, this is also per serving. So if yeah, okay, that's bad. If a serving is a tablespoon, then there's three point seven grams of sugar in that. You got me fucked up. <laughs> got you f- all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, it is a smoothie. I don't know. There's this. I mean, it's not even. Just whole debate about whether a hot dog's a sandwich or not. It's like if it was a sandwich, it'd be called a sandwich. I thought. Right. That's what I was thinking. Right. But I mean, isn't just meat between bread a sandwich? I mean, what classifies a sandwich as a sandwich? Oh God! Do we, we really go? want to get into the philosophy of this? <laughs> you asked. Aren't hot dogs in general just a bunch Sandwiches of different meats grinded up together? Slice meat are placed on between between slices of bread. It's not a slice okay. of bread. Okay. Okay. Unless you're poor. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is from my years of service in the restaurant industry. And by years, I mean like my one and a half. Um, open face means that it is two slices of bread and you have the meat openly facing out while the other piece of bread is like on its back question mark I don't like that you said on its back but when I think of it like <laughs> open faced that one's hard because I absolutely agree with him on open faced it's like it's almost closed but it's not you know what I mean yeah but oh, when we served open faced uh, like sandwiches mm. you would have the two pieces of bread you, you you know you take them and you put them both on their backs <laughs> I know what you're talking about I don't and, like that but and like it, and then that's how it's served. Like you, you put all your toppings on there. You know your meat and your your fucking cheese and your your mayo okay. and all of and that. And the shit. person squishes it together. Yes, and that's called serving it open faced. Okay. I don't know. I've by looking up the definition on 
well, I don't even know what it's from. This is from Oxford Languages, whatever the fuck that is. I'm sure there's a like a better website that this is from. It's the one that came up on Google. It says food consisting of two pieces of bread. Hot dog is just one. But then what's? I mean, it is uh, to me. It's just a hot dog. Like, yeah, yeah. A hot dog is its own thing. But it's like getting back to how technically a tomato is a smoothie. Does that technically mean a hot dog is something else? Like, what else has? Uh, primarily closed bread, or at least split bread. I can't think of anything else, personally, just off the top, but... <laughs> what is split bread? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sandwich, uh, sandwich pretty pretty clear-cut definition. This might be the one thing I disagree with Tani on. Everything oh, see, else... Here's, here's an argument, too. Uh, according to this, ketchup is not a smoothie because in the process of making ketchup, you have to Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Are served cold. That is something I didn't even think about. So I'm just disgusted by the fact of like cooking ketchup right now. Like it makes me say I don't like ketchup. Same. Like I will I hate it. Dabble now and then, but it is not my go-to condiment. I'll eat it on a burger if there are other condiments to balance it out. Yep. If that's the only con- condiment you have to offer me, I'm out. Fuck you. Hmm. I like to no. dip my chicken nuggets and fries in it on occasion. I can't do chicken and ketchup. I never have been able to do that. Um, fries, I'm okay with. Where is this? That was in the bop thread because he said that the other one was what pissed me off more than that one. No, it's uh, the hunting hunting pixels, pixels right? Because it had to do with cakes and shit. Um, yeah. No. There was one that really bothered me in here. I'll find it. Dough with a filling is a calzone. Maybe that was no pop tarts are a calzone. It was fucking Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> is he wrong? I don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't uh, know enough to give an educated guess on that. Uh, calzone, calzone to me is like I could like meaty, cheesy, right? Pop-Tart's a fucking pastry, is it not? It's got to be a pastry. Oh, my God. Any fully closed, any food fully enclosed in starch is considered a calzone. So, therefore, <laughs> a corn dog and a Pop-Tart are both considered calzones. <laughs> See, I'm getting a different. So, I have a much more irrefutable source. In I Wikipedia. want motherfuckers to be like, I want a calzone. And then they walk back into the room with a fucking corn dog. <laughs> I hate everything this is what about you this. Asked for, bitch. No, it's it literally says a calzone is an Italian oven baked folded pizza, often described as a turnover, which that I don't even like. Uh, <laughs> this is from Wikipedia, so irrefutable. There's nothing that can be said against this, right? Okay. So and it's made with the <laughs> it's just made with dough. So <laughs> I don't even think a Pop Tart's real bread. It's like fucking sawdust and cardboard filled with sugar. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, dude, for real. There's also an argument that Pop-Tarts should be classified as a ravioli. Dude, just fucking start the show. This is stupid.
welcome, welcome. You are listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have quite a show for you today. Um, we really don't know what this is. We honestly, off the books, off the script. We are off the script. Uh, yeah, you know, this week's been rough for for people. Past couple um, of months, really. Re- really, I mean, honestly. Really, the last twenty five years. Yeah. <laughs> Just existential misery. <laughs> you're you're not wrong? Question mark. Uh, yeah. So. This week, uh, <laughs> following our beautiful, beautiful topic, um, where we objectified video game characters for two hours, um, yeah, uh, I went and saw my uh, my idol, uh, Mr. John Carpenter, and uh, drove up to Pittsburgh to do so, and in the process didn't do anything for uh for planning for this episode. So, uh we're going to be we're going to be flying by the seat of our pants. This You drove all the way to Philly or Pittsburgh? Yep. Ugh. What it was, was that uh, like 10 hours? Yeah, 10. It really wasn't that bad cuz we drove yeah. um Did you go up like the Appalachian Parkway or something? Uh we we went up uh I, god, what did we do? To go up there, we so we stopped in Virginia. Or well, oh God, hang on, hang on. Let me let me let me finish. Stopped this. at the top of the Mason Dixon. Uh, yes, I am of course your host, the one and only Bebo Man, Josh McMillan, oh. and I'm joined as always by my two co-hosts, Dylan Martin and Austin Stevens. There we go. Now, now let's do it. Now let's let's talk about this. Okay. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? I forgot that even still needed to be said. That was a thing that happened, fellas. All right, well, go on. Uh, yeah, this so... This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Not not quite yet. I'm getting oh, there, I though. <laughs> Yo! Oh, God damn it. Okay, I have ADHD brain right now. Same. Because uh, I was going to ask you guys something. I got to finish this. Okay. All right, so <laughs> we drove... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the fuck... I don't know what we took, but we took some weird fucking roads uh, all the way up to West Virginia, and we stayed in Charleston Friday night. Uh, we didn't get there till a little bit after midnight because we stopped and ate, and um, at one point I think we got mixed up with where the fuck we were. Whatever. Um, but we stayed in Charleston that night, got up relatively early the next step, uh, the next day, and drove to Philly, and that was... So it was seven hours up to Charleston and then three and a half-ish hours to get over to Pittsburgh. Um, we got there. We stayed the full day at the Steel City Con. Got home that, or got to the hotel that night. Had dinner. Um, then we drove down to Charlotte the following day. Stayed in Charlotte overnight. Um, and then drove home Monday. Was it just you two? Yeah. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude. Nice. Yeah. So I know you needed that. Boy did I. Um didn't solve my woes. It's okay. But I'm still running through the six with mine. What were you gonna ask us a second ago? Uh it just popped into my head because 
while I was talking about the story, I was thinking about all the things that we did. And we stopped into a quick trip on our way home to get gas and stuff. And I was like, oh, we'll, you know, get drinks. Have you guys seen this new Dream World Coke? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So, I don't know what the flavor is exactly. It says Dream Flavored. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, but... The design on the can and bottles is real fucking cool. So I bought one, and I drank it. It was okay. Oh, great. <laughs> that was it? Don't sound so you surly fuck. Uh, I will say the design is actually quite appealing. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. But Oh. You said it was okay. They haven't, like, they haven't confirmed what like the flavor is supposed to be like, and everyone just keeps saying tropical fruit. I don't. I don't know what I would describe it as. Caleb was like, "It's like uh, Coke with like stale grape Motrin for children," and I said, awesome. I, "I don't know what the oh, fuck that means." That sounds awful. I just like how Coke is so far gone past itself. It's like, we're not even going to bother with naming flavors. Here's some chemicals. <laughs> you guys just figure it out. The, the last one they did, like the space one, that one's pretty Yeah, good. I like that one a like, lot. Co- cotton candy one? Yeah, and I, I fuck? fucking hate cotton candy, but that shit was tasty. <clears throat> I typically also hate cotton candy flavored things, but yeah, it was, it was not bad. Uh, I, w- I couldn't drink it all the time, but... Hubba, okay. Hubba Bubba makes a good gum that's cotton candy flavored. I like that one. Or is it Bubblicious, actually? I think it's Bubblicious. Yeah, I think it's yeah, that one. That one's good. Have you guys had the cinnamon Coke? Uh, Yeah, I think I had that like a long time ago. I did not like it very much. It's good with alcohol. Uh, th- huh. That makes sense. That makes sense. By itself, not so fucking much, but... Good with alcohol. I think we the I tried it with a couple of friends a couple of years ago, and I think we mixed it with just like cinnamon whiskey. It was pretty. It was pretty good. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, so, how many bits of media do you both have a piece? Uh. Two. Okay. I I have a ton of things that I could talk about, but I don't know which ones to talk about. So. We'll, ha- we'll, I have 16. we'll we'll have Austin go ahead and go first. Well, the oh, reason cool. <clears throat> I'm asking is because I told you guys I don't really have much. Like I started a show, and I started rewatching a show, neither of which I have fully developed opinions on because it's early. But what I do have, since this is like our bullshit episode, like the one Austin and I did about a month or so ago. I have questions for you guys. So these are all gaming-related questions. So after each one of you talks about a specific bit of media, I'm going to pop one off at you both. Uh, Okay. All right. Okay. Cool, cool. That sounds fun. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Austin with... (laughs) (laughs) All right, Austin, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I watched Prey. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, the both of you. <laughs> Josh, have you seen Prey yet? Uh, not yet. It's on my list. Same. It's really good. That's it. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh... I... 
I had really low expectations because of how bad I think the last Predator movie was. Uh, I thought that movie was really fucking awful. Uh, the one that was called, uh, like, The Predator or whatever? Yeah, where they had this, like, the mech suit at the end. Mm. Yeah, that was a bad movie. Um, but this one was actually pretty good. Uh, it focused around a Native American culture. I guess this movie is technically a prequel to, like, every Predator movie. Uh, so that was neat. Um, I can't remember the name of the culture, but I do know the culture that was depicted is like an actual Native American tribe. It's the uh, Comanche. Yeah, yeah, that one. I just didn't want to butcher the name. Um, but, and it focuses around kind of, I guess, what would be humanity's like first visit from the Predator. And it, it was really fucking cool. Like, uh, the story starts out with this young girl, like, really wants to be a hunter for the tribe, but there's a pa- uh, a test that all hunters have to pass first, which is uh, you have to successfully hunt something that's trying to hunt you. So, you know, most of them went with, like, mountain lions and bears. She went with a fucking alien. You're like, fuck you guys. Um, and it's kind of fucked up, because, like, all the other hunters, like, obviously they were, like, teenage to young adult men. They were like, oh... Like, she was trying to go on a trip with them, and they are like, oh, we don't really need you. We don't think we're going to have time uh, to set up and try to cook food somewhere, so you're not really necessary here. I was like, ow, that kind of stung a little bit. Jesus. Uh, but it was really good. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, the action scenes were really fucking cool. Uh, I think the CGI was uh, off in a lot of it like all like the cgi like wild animals there's a sequence of the predator fighting a wolf and like i don't i don't know why it reminded me as hard as like it reminded me of the cgi used in twilight and i don't i don't really know why but it kind of threw me off for the rest of the fucking movie because i was like bro that's like that looked like the exact same fucking like wolf from twilight like just the way it moved and shit um and i would have liked it to have been a little more gory than what it was it wasn't as gross as I wanted it to be. There there was, like, a sequence where I it, like, picks up a snake and is, like, curious about the snake, so he skins it alive. Oh. And the snake somehow survives for, like, an extended period of time after that. Jeez. Um, yeah, that was probably the grossest thing. Like, uh, it, every, like, all the real gross shit was done off camera. It's just kind of implied that it happened. Hmm. So, that kind of sucked. I would have liked it to have been a little more gross. But it was still really good. A lot of people are calling it the best movie in the franchise since the first one. Uh, I haven't watched the Predator movies in a really long fucking time, so I can't say anything about that. Um, I do think it was cool how the movie is being really highly praised for how uh, historically accurate it was with its depiction of that tribe. And that was really, I think that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I keep seeing people compare it to Apocalypto, and I fucking love that movie. So I'd love to watch yeah. this. I saw uh, a bunch of a bunch of like um, <laughs> articles on Facebook talking about uh, what another cool setting for a Predator movie would be, and all of them, bo- all of the lists boiled down to like a feudal era Japan. Mm. I want to fucking that- see Predator go up against Samurai Dude so bad. That would be really fucking neat, dude. If I could have had this fucking that. 50 years ago and I could have seen uh, Toshiro Mifune going up against a Predator, I would have been the best movie of my entire life. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking sick. 
love me some old school samurai flicks. What's your question? You got questions? We got answers. You, I hope you do. So I'll go in order. Um, the last one is actually a semi-recommended question by Austin. I just had to put it into my own words. So we'll start from the top. What is one thing you wish you could change within the gaming community? Uh, either of you can go first. Hmm. Josh, do you have one? Because I'm still kind of thinking. You got one off the top of your dome? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's something that I think that... Um, uh, give me just a second. Yeah, right now it looks like the it's currently the winner of our Patreon topic of the month for this month. So ah. I, I, I probably won't go too in-depth. But it's kind of the whole console warrior thing. Like, yep. it's for whatever fucking reason come back in recent years like the last two to three specifically um and it's fucking annoying like i 100 percent agree that kind yeah. of flows into mine actually um mine is like just completely i hate toxicity in gaming um specifically you know multiplayer games but kind of like what you were saying like this whole elitist mentality right and it's not the exact same but like the console wars is a part of it like that's in its own way it can be really toxic um for me it's just like in gaming dude like when you're like league of legends is a huge one that i always talk about but just anything competitive and like people just trashing one another like well dude we're all there to play the same game you know what i mean it's like you don't have to berate one another. You don't have to be fucking ugly in any way. You just enjoy the game. Like, at the end of it, if you can't say good game, just don't say shit. Just back out and play again. That's what we all want to do. It's like, you don't have to be a fucking toxic asshole about it. I just wish it would go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. What about you? Mine would be just, I guess, like, the whole review bombing mentality that we see happen every so often with specific titles. Like, it... I don't know, man. Like, I get it. Like, if you really don't like a game that fucking hard, but, like, at the end of the day, maybe the game just wasn't for you, and, like, that's fine. You don't have to be a raging piece of shit over it. Yeah. <laughs> that's happening right now with uh, She-Hulk, apparently. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It sucks. It's just, it's just so dumb. Like, I don't... Like, if you didn't like something that much, why are you putting so much time and energy into it? All of our answers stem from shitty people. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Fuck you, people. People do be shitty. They do be. Joshua. Yes, it is (laughs) my turn. Uh, Yeah. So, I wanted to briefly just talk about my experience with uh, the Steel City Con. Um, nothing too crazy here, uh, but we went up to Pittsburgh, like I said in the intro, sort of, to go to this, uh, I guess, I don't know what you would call it, pop culture con, it's not really comic con or anything like that, like, the, the thing that I, I actually really took away from it that I really fucking enjoyed was just how tiny it was, like, when, when we've gone to Dragon Con, They've had, it's separated across, I think, four hotels. Like, there are three that actually have, like, things that are going on in them actively at any given time. And then they have one where you kind of, like, check in places and have, like, uh, I don't know, like, people, like, 
giving out handbooks and all that shit. And then they have mm-hmm. another building that's all, it's just completely dedicated. The, the three levels of the building are completely dedicated to the vendors. So like it's, it, I mean, it's spread off across probably four five, six blocks. So you're probably walking a good two, three miles at the very, very least every day that you're, um, at dragon con. Mm. And this was split across two buildings. Uh, and there was really only one place where they were having like events. It was one room and it was just outside of this pretty big open spot for the vendor hall and then just past that were a whole bunch of signings, uh, you know, autograph signings. And then if you kind of like went around where the autographs were being signed and to the back of the one building, that's where they were taking all the, the photo ops. Then if you like kind of exit that main building off to the back left, there was a little hotel and they had more autograph signings there. And that was it. Like it was two buildings. It was less than a quarter of a mile apart. Like, I mean, it, it, they were in the same fucking parking lot basically. Um, and it was just so small and intimate. And I was like, I really dig this because fucking, I like dragon con, uh, but it is gigantic. Uh, and Mm -hmm. like can be very overwhelming, uh, especially to people who have never been to any sort of conventions before. Um, yeah, so the reason we went up there, though, was because uh, <laughs> there was this clip going around on Twitter uh, not too long ago of John Carpenter on the set of Halloween, and he's being interviewed by, I don't, I don't remember who, but the guy asked him what he thinks about like his contemporaries, like Steven Spielberg, Brian De Palma, Francis Ford Coppola, like all of these people, and... <clears throat> This man who really had had one film credit to his name and was not really anyone in the industry was like, yeah, I don't really care for their shit. It's kind of fucking lame. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was like, this is the funniest fucking shit in the world to me. Like this dude literally hadn't created a name for himself and he's talking shit on like fucking Spielberg. And to, to the credit of him at that time like Spielberg had jaws to his name really like I think by the time that that interview had been taken out you know he had also made Close Encounters of the first, uh, the Third Kind but like I don't think that did for him nearly the same thing that Jaws did for him and the the same thing could be said about the other people that, uh, that he kind of was shitting on in that interview but even still it was one of those things that I like I laughed like full on belly laughed and um yeah just funny funny shit um but i showed kayla this clip and kayla was like yeah that's funny ha 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 i wonder what it would be like to meet him now she didn't say this to, to me but like she was like i guess that was the thought process and then she immediately started looking up things to be like okay maybe we can like maybe he goes to conventions or whatever found that and then immediately bought tickets and then was immediately like, Hey, you need to request time off for work. I was like, what? And then, you know, (laughs) whatever. So we, we go up there 
and um, we the one of the, the very first thing that I did is I actually uh, got a photo op with Wayne Knight, who is uh, um, Dennis Nedry from Jurassic Park or Newman from Seinfeld or. You know, he's been in a, a ton of things, but uh, he, very sweet dude. Very, very sweet. Um, met him very briefly, shook his hand, you know, said thank you for taking time out of your day. Very, very sweet guy. Um, anyway, then we, uh, once I got done with that, we went and we sat in the line for the um, the autograph signings for John Carpenter. And the entire time, like, I was just kind of like, pit in my stomach you know you know they say like don't meet your idols or whatever um and i was really afraid he was just gonna be like a gigantic dick um and he wasn't he was exactly who i thought he'd be he's this kind of smart ass cranky old man who's kind of done with everyone's bullshit and (laughs) uh like, I don't know. I've seen interviews with him a thousand times, and like, that's him. He literally is the person that you see in interviews. And uh, yeah, it was. It was just. It was. It was nice. It was uh, something that I was kind of not expecting um, to ever happen. Like, I, there's meeting the person that you probably. Res- I, I don't want to say respect most in the world, but like one of the people that like got you into, you know, the stuff that you love, like fucking horror movies and even the entire idea of making movies, like meeting that guy or, you know, that person is daunting. And, uh, it, it was nice. It was it was it was uh, an experience that I I definitely will never forget because uh, he was just a I mean a, a relatively cool dude. You, you know how fucking old people are. Um, always grouchy. And always shit. grouchy and shit. Uh, basically, me. I was about to say that's me now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm very glad that it happened. Um, I'm really jazzed about the fact that I have a picture with John Carpenter. Uh, that's fucking cool as shit. Um, yeah. Hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. So if you, this is like probably your number one, that you know person that you would have wanted to meet. Who's number two? Uh, I mean that's tough. Um. I like you can go tomorrow to meet this person. Who who do you want to go meet? Honestly, uh I mean, it'd, pro- it'd probably be Spielberg. Um, okay. J- just the thing is is like I think Spielberg is often maligned for like being too populist with his filmmaking. Like his movies are always like they're popcorn flicks. They're nothing like First of all, shut the fuck up. Uh, he's an excellent fucking filmmaker. Uh, but second of all, like, that dude is responsible for, like, fucking 90% of my tastes. <laughs> yeah. I, I I mean, like, it, you, 
I mean, name how many, like Jaws, E.T., fucking, uh, all of the movies he produced in the 80s, like fucking uh, The Goonies, Gremlins, fucking, I, I think he was uh, attached to Adventures in Babysitting, like, um, and then you've got, like, his fucking war epics with, like, fucking Schindler's List and um, uh, Saving Private Ryan, and then even some of his newer stuff is is pretty fucking good like um i didn't like the movie as a whole but like fucking uh west side story has some incredible fucking direction and like i i don't know like he would probably be number two but like there are other people that would maybe be vying for that position like i'd if I could sit down and have a conversation, like at, like an actual, like we go out to dinner and then talk for like a couple of hours, I'd love to to talk with Sam Raimi. Um, oh shit! Yeah, just that dude has like made a na- he made a name for himself by literally making movies with zero money, and that's fucking awesome to me. Yeah. Uh, so like, I'd love to talk to him. I'd. I'd love to actually sit down and talk with uh, Nick from the band Islands. Uh, I've met and spoken with him before, um, but I would I, I would love to sit down and pick his brain about like his process and like uh, all of the music that he loves because I, I feel like a lot of his musical inspirations are are bands that I also love. Um, a lot of like '60s garage rock garage pop type things. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there, there are several, but uh, probably number two would be Spielberg just because, I mean, it's fucking Spielberg, you know? Right. I'd also really like to meet Stephen King. Stephen King would be fucking cool. Oh shit. Oh, that'd be rad. I'd fucking like to meet Stephen King. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Austin, just real quick. Do you have someone that popped off the top of your head? Like you would want to go meet them? Like, if you could, just to uh, sit down and talk with them? I don't know. Uh, not really. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe Ono. That'd be pretty sick. I wouldn't understand what he's saying, but it'd still be cool. <laughs> Hiditeka Ono? Or Hiditeki Ono? Yeah. Uh, the Evangelion guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. That'd be cool. I'd have to have a translator, but that's fine. You give them all your fun. ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Make a fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> where that would cross over. Yeah. Uh, okay. Make a version of the series where all the characters have a happy ending. <laughs> it's like, please make me happy, sir. <clears throat> I can't do it on my own. <laughs> okay. Well, next gaming question. If you got to choose a game to transfer your consciousness into live for forever, which game would it be? Now take away your significant others, like none of that is there. This is a game that you want to live in eternity in. Which game is it? Or which yeah, like universe is it? Ooh. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you can like even if it's something violent, you can die, but you'll respawn. It's like you'll be fine. Like you you'll still feel the pain and everything, but and you can choose a couple. I thought of like I had a really hard time because you you fucking both know. Like, if I could go and live in a Pokemon universe, I would absolutely do it for the rest of my life. Um, 
but the other one I was having a really hard time like trying to decide between was actually um, the Elder Scrolls, the world of the Elder Scrolls. So I, it can be anything, and choose a couple. Probably Pokemon, because that feels like the most safe option. <laughs> Austin's like, I don't want to be hurt. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, I, I've been playing Doom Eternal literally all day, and I'm thinking, God, what would life in Doom Eternal be like? And yep. I'm like, nope, hell. that's just hell. Yep. That's just hell. Literally. I'm good. It's like, <laughs> you died and chose to go straight to hell yourself. <laughs> I'm out. Fuck that. Okay. So Pokemon's the safe option. What, what's your little daring option? Come on. You oh, know my you got daring one. option? Yeah. Oh, bro. <sighs> Fuck. Fallout. Really? So we both That'd chose cool. Bethesda title. Okay. I really thought you were going to go for Persona. That'd be cool, but I feel like any anime-related game, I'd have to understand that I'm not the main character, and I'm the one that plot, <laughs> plot development. So, like, I'm out. I'm good. Uh, that guy. Okay. All right, Josh, what about you? Um... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's, that's tough. Um, I would probably do something like maybe, um, huh. Do I hear a Final Fantasy? Uh, yeah, but which one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like maybe of those maybe maybe something like Final Fantasy Nine, uh, which is I, I feel like maybe a little bit more. Um, I don't say cute, but like it's a little bit more. Um, uh, fantastical. Um, yeah. So so maybe that. Um, yeah, I um, I don't know. That, that'd be. Uh, that's a that's a hard one. Um, it is. I had to think hard too because then I started yeah. thinking like World of Warcraft. I started thinking Kingdom Hearts. Like all these things, I could absolutely be hurt in. But you know, so long as I had the promise of respawning, it'd be like I'd suffer it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like because eventually you got to get good at some point, right? Right. I I, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm. Elden Ring. Oh God, no! I did think about it, dude. I thought about the Souls games, and it's like I'm not making it past level one. Yeah, maybe something like a like a um, like a Final Fantasy IX. Uh, maybe maybe something like um, Chrono Cross. Maybe. Ooh, fun. Ooh. Or actually, you know what? No, How, uh, the uh, the Yakuza games because that's. Yo. That oh, okay. that fucking that world is fucking rad. It's kind of like a like a, a not real recreation of of uh, Tokyo, but like it's very dense and very similar. I I think that would be fucking cool as shit. Okay, I need to play those games. You said Yakuza, and I immediately thought of how cool it would be to just be in St. Tro and have a fucking dildo sword with a (laughs) super-fast car. And I was like, wait a minute, I can do that right now. Right? (laughs) Okay. You shouldn't. I I shouldn't, but it is possible in theory. I just don't have superpowers. Can you buy dildos that big? Never mind. Yeah, you can. Nope. I'll send you a link. What? Uh, Oh. (laughs) Sick. All right. 
Austin, what is media number two? Uh, yeah, so I watched uh, the new My Hero movie, uh, World Heroes Mission, I think is the full title. Um, <clears throat> it came out digitally on Monday, I think. It might have been earlier. That's just the first time that I noticed it. I happened to, I was going to get on Amazon Prime and finally watch that Evangelion documentary that I had been putting off watching for like six months. And then I saw that came out, so I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy that and watch that instead. Um, and it was really cool. Uh, the, story, the, the story focuses on sort of a doomsday cult. Uh, they essentially believe in what's called the quirk doomsday theory, which is essentially that over generations, as more and more quirks begin developing people, and people with quirks uh, have children to where their quirks are mi mixed and passed along to their children, Eventually, humanity is going to get to the point where the human body cannot contain their quirks and that it would be the end of human society. Uh, so to fix that, uh, they start planting bombs in remote cities across the country that instead of blowing off in a big explosion, they release a gas that when inhaled by somebody with a quirk, it essentially makes their quirk go haywire to the point where their entire body shuts down and they just die. Oh, God. So... Yeah, I went from comic book villains to terrorism, so that was a wild leap. Um, while looking into the uh, to the cult, the like uh, I can't remember what it's called. There's like a, it's like a network that like kind of controls where all the heroes are and like what they do and how they're doing it. Uh, they basically send a bunch of top heroes out all across the world to try to hunt down this cult, and for some reason, they thought, hey. You know what goes great with adult heroes? Let's just grab a couple of high school kids and show them what the real world's fucking like. <laughs> so they just recruit a bunch of high schoolers to go fight world terrorism. Uh, and it was really cool. Animation was good. Like, the story wasn't yeah, I'm like... I'm glad I didn't... I wasn't the only one who heard it like that. What? I, I missed it. It's just how you didn't stop between those sentences. It's like, hey, let's recruit a group of high schoolers to go stop world terrorism. And it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah there's no like i don't the pacing of this movie was very strange like it felt like it dropped shit on you didn't explain it and then just kind of moved on to the next thing uh the movie as a whole felt very very rushed there's not really like a big emotional central story behind everything it's kind of just that um the animation was fucking awesome which it seems like every my hero movie that comes out the animation gets better and better uh, although sometimes it's not a good thing because the entire production of season four and season five took a massive budget hit just so they could make this movie even more expensive. Um, so that kind of sucked, but it resulted in a pretty fucking awesome movie. Okay, cool. I wish I could say I kept up with my, like, uh little anime stint I was on, even with reading manga, and then I just didn't. Mm -mm -mm. I know. It sucks. So <laughs> so I have a question for you. Um, the writer of uh, the manga, mm -hmm. or I, I guess he's he does both, right? The mangaka? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, has said that it sh the, the story should be wrapping up soon. Yeah. Uh, how many more seasons of the anime do you think that you'll be able to, they'll be able to squeeze out of it? So the season that comes out in October is season six, which picks up right in like 
around like chapter 250 or 260. Uh, we're currently at 362, I think was the very last chapter. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, probably nine, because they, the next arc that's going to be animated is essentially just one big all-out war between every hero in Japan and ev- pretty much every fucking villain in Japan. So I expect the whole season to kind of just be this one arc. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, there's uh, Deku kind of leaves and becomes a vigilante and is like on the run and like this whole big thing. They could probably make an entire season out of that. And pretty much as soon as that's over, the final battle arc essentially starts. So yeah, I'd probably say maybe nine seasons at the most, maybe eight. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> This, the manga itself, uh, <laughs> I mean, the last chapter just killed off one of the most pivotal characters in the entire series, so I'm assuming it's getting closer and closer to the to the final chapter. Mm. That shit hurt, bro. I was like, <laughs> god damn. I, I'm, how am I going to even enjoy this, this ending with this man dead? I don't know that I'm going to, but we'll see. There you go. Mild spoilers. It was a man and he was pivotal. Figure it out. <laughs> it was. It was. All right. What what you got for us now, Mr. Dylan? What character from a video game does your significant other remind you of the most? Ooh. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. I had to think about that, too. Like, I thought about it. This is the <laughs> one that I thought the most about. It's like... Can I compare her to one? I could. I figured it out, even though I feel like it's not... It's like, it's a cop-out, but it's not a cop-out. It's uh, Abigail from Stardew Valley. It's like, you know, it's not something, like, super fantastical or anything. It's just like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fucking social sim. And I found a personality that mirrors my, you know, significant others. But I fucking love Abigail. She is the... And when I made the correlation, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Whenever I play Stardew, I marry Abigail every fucking time. I know that there's other people in the game. Fine. I'll be, <laughs> you know, friendly with them. But I consistently always marry Abigail just because I love her so much. And I was like, oh, shit. It's fucking Sabrina to a T. Um, like, she is super adventurous. Um, always, like, willing to go, you know, the path less traveled. Um into the outdoors she is you know musical she's artistic loves playing video games and it's like she i mean she herself will tell you like she doesn't have a lot of friends but the friends that she does have super close tight-knit um and that's Mm -hmm. that's abigail like she only had you only see her hanging out with two people in stardew and but there's they're all really close with one another um and i just like it i just mirrored sabrina to a t and i was like that just makes sense so I was I was wondering what you guys if you if you could think of one. Hmm. I feel like mine's definitely a cop out. Go ahead. <laughs> probably mine would probably be Takemi from Persona Five. Honestly, is that the goth not, doctor? Uh, not only because of the hot goth type beat. Okay. Um, but like, <sighs> Madison is a very straightforward person. Like she doesn't really drag shit out if there's something that she thinks she needs you that you need to hear she's gonna fucking she's gonna tell you uh regardless of of how you're gonna feel about it or not and but she can also be uh uh 
really supportive. She can also be really sweet and and really supportive. Um, so yeah, I would do that. Okay. That's the first one that comes to my mind. All right, Josh. What about you? Uh, I think I'm probably following in the same trap as you guys, uh, with it being super obvious. Um, I think it's Aerith from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Aerith is just fucking, not only is she cool as fuck, uh, and, like, super, super pretty, but, like, she very much deeply cares about the world, not just, like, certain people in it like she cares about everyone and even if she doesn't know you she fucking cares about you um and i i feel like their personalities fucking match like 100 percent. dude i'm sitting here trying to fucking send you guys the picture when i asked this question in my head earlier I put it on a Snapchat file and I saved it with the timestamp and I just said Austin will choose Goth Doc and Josh will choose Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to send it to and you both. You just both. had to sit there with a straight face the whole <laughs> Oh god. I know but it's an actor. That was I just I love that. I love that that happened because I feel like you're both right. Like, especially, yeah. fuck it, I thought about, because I, I guess I know Kayla a little more just because I've only met her, like, a few times. But every time I've met her, she's the sweetest fucking person in the world. And I'm like, that's Aerith. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much that that just happened. It's fucking <laughs> wild. Incredible. <sighs> All right. Uh, so, I guess me, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is uh, a manga that I read called Takapi's Original Sin. Um, I have been trying to get not just Austin, I guess, but the both of you to to read this for a good hot minute. Um, and, uh, yeah. So this is a little manga that uh, came out uh, as part of the uh, Jump Plus platform. Uh, so you have the uh, the Shonen Jump magazine um, that uh, comes out weekly in Japan um, with new chapters of manga, you know, blah blah blah. But uh, they also launched uh, Jump Plus in. I believe 2018 it might have been 2019 um but either way and it's basically a free version of uh of shonen but like with exclusive titles to that platform and a lot of these plat uh, a lot of these uh titles have been a lot uh different than the kind of stuff that you would normally see in um normal jump stuff uh like fire punch which was uh tatsuki fujimoto's uh manga before he did chainsaw man was on there uh which is apparently a very dark manga uh you have stuff like uh kaiju number eight on there which wouldn't necessarily, I think, probably do very well um, 
and Shonen Jump, uh, shit like Dandadan, uh, which I've heard nothing but great things about, but also, again, is something that wouldn't necessarily get a whole lot of love uh, on Shonen Jump. But, um, yeah, so that brings me to Takapi's Original Sin. Um, and Takapi uh, is this little alien thing that kind of looks like a squid. Um, and he comes from a planet known as the Happy Planet. Uh, and basically... His goal is to spread happiness throughout the universe. And the first person that he comes across is this little girl named Shizuka. And he cannot, for the life of him, make her smile. And he, he's trying everything. There are so many things that he tries... And he just, he can't get her to do it. Um, and she's always battered and bruised and, and occasionally has like blood, you know, around her like face and just on her body. Um, and, uh, she looks like she's not living a very good life. Um, and then one day... Takapi follows Shizuka home and finds out that she has committed unalive. Um, and the story continues from there. Uh, I didn't ruin anything because that's just the setup. Um, boy. This is a manga that I was not expecting. Um, I I had heard about it on uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf's uh, State of Shonen Jump uh, video from earlier this year, and I was like, okay, um, so it it deals with some dark stuff, uh, but it's very short. You know, maybe I can give this a shot or whatever. And, um, I did not expect it to go to the places that it went at all. Um, yeah, it is. I, it's dark. It's very dark. Uh, like I said, with it, with that first, um, with that first chapter ending with the, you know, suicide of a small child, it was one of those things that I was immediately like, whoa, boy, this is, this is going some places. But then it opens up uh, a whole new world of exploring these characters. Um, and like, it is very um, heart-wrenching um, and kind of, like, goes into, like, some 
avenues that kind of show you. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to be too. Um, spoilery, but but the the basic gist of the manga, or at least what I took away from it, was that it's very much about empathy and understanding, because Takapi doesn't really understand emotions that aren't happy because he comes from the happy planet. So when he can't make people smile or anything like that, or like there's some like awful stuff going on, he kind of thinks that he can just solve it by, you know, uh, really just kind of existing. And like, he doesn't understand what Shizuka is going through. And the whole, um, the whole manga really is like him or it, I guess I should say, kind of coming to terms with like figuring out and understanding what um, it means, like how other people are feeling. But on, on the other side of that, when you get past the first chapter and get into like chapters two and three, um, it starts opening up the world that isn't just Takapi and Shizuka. And it really dives deep into that, that feeling of empathy and understanding and really kind of takes you down a journey of like making you understand that not only is life hard for Shizuka, but life is kind of hard for every fucking body. And that people who are oftentimes just like, well, just be happy or, you know, stuff like that aren't, actually understanding what is going on and it's not easy for everyone and it really really drives that home and um there's there's messaging in here about how talking about things can bring about happiness uh which i i think is maybe a little bit idealistic um I, I think that talking about things can bring understanding. I don't know that it can bring happiness. Um, just being like, I'm depressed doesn't necessarily make you not depressed, you know? Um, but I don't know. I, I loved this manga. Um, it is 16 chapters long. It's uh, available across two volumes. Like I said, it's for free on the, on the, Jump Plus, or here in the the states, it's called Manga Plus, um, and yeah, I I loved it. I think that the art is very good. It's very, uh, it's an interesting art style that I, I've never really kind of seen before. It's very scratchy, uh, I guess would be a word that I would use to describe it. Like it's, um, so. I'm looking at it now, and that's that's what I always feel like I say when I listen to one of you talk about a manga is that I love the art. But scratchy is the very first word that came to my mind. Like, it's super unique. It kind of reminds me of, uh, what's that fucking game from the 360 days? Like the dishwasher samurai game. Remember that? Mm. That's like a little Ooh. 2D side. I forget what it was, but it has like this really 
dark and gritty style. And this one, uh, scratchy is how I would describe that too. And this looks exactly like that to me. It looks really fucking good, dude. But I was looking up pictures, and the first one I saw, unfortunately, was the scene that you probably wouldn't have wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that is, first off, pictures beautifully drawn to the point where I didn't even see the uh, incident. Mm-hmm right at first and then i did and it fucking my heart sank into the lowest part of my stomach <laughs> i can't imagine reading it and then seeing that dude my like i immediately just fucking depressed <laughs> like it is not a pretty sight fucking beautiful art stellar even i love every bit of it and then there's like definitely little happy parts i see that there's a dog it would tear me apart i know it would i don't know where this dog comes into play but it's so fucking cute, and it's already breaking my heart. Uh, I might fucking read this one. <laughs> this well, one, it looks really goddamn good, dude. Yeah, it's it's very good, and it's it's very short. Um, I I highly recommend it. I I think that the both of you should read it, especially Austin. I think he would really fucking like it. But hell yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, it was called something else to read. The Dishwasher Dead Samurai. The Dishwasher Dead Samurai. Yeah, it was made by Ska Studios. Interesting. What else did they make? Salt and Sanctuary. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Um, Josh, how many more medii do you have to uh, uh, talk about? Uh, I have one more. Well, let me see. What? Where? Where are we running at? What what's the what's the what's the got an hour three and an hour what three I'm looking out on my side okay yeah same over here so uh, let's go ahead and I can save that last thing for um for next week okay so we do you have one more media or you mean like that's the one that we're saving yeah we'll we'll save that for next week we'll go okay. ahead and get into uh, what we've I been have playing. one last question okay and this is brought to you by Austin oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, brought to me by Austin. Yes. So we all have to answer. <laughs> Who do you think I hate following this? I hate following what you just talked about with this. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Who do you think has the biggest dick in gaming? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was specifically by me. I hope that's not being sarcastic because at the beginning of this episode... <laughs> Listen, I just said throw a dick joke or two in there. That is true. Those were actually his words. Oh, okay. <laughs> I turned it into a question. He, I think I was saying I have questions. He was like, well, just throw a dick or two in there or something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to go Edward Kenway, bro. He was piping it down on those islands. <laughs> Jesus. He was giving all the bitches scurvy. Oh, God. Okay. I was going to say Master Chief. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, that's just because it suit jacks him off. That doesn't count. Uh, that doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> He's also like seven <laughs> feet tall, too. That's true. Yeah, you never know. I'd be disappointed to find out he wasn't. No no aliens or any shit. We'll just stick human. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now the elites, though. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But those are <laughs> Uh, Gross. come on, Josh. I, I mean, get filthy. The first person that came to mind for me was Kratos. 
Yo, Kratos was piping. Kratos wins, dude, and he's he fucking. He was laying it down. Yeah. All right, it's Kratos. Fuck what I said. <laughs> it's about time he won something. <laughs> it's the only thing he wins on the show. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Gotta get gross at least once, right? We did. Otherwise, is it really the same show? <laughs> mm, yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's just this is the new norm. Yeah. All right. <sighs> now, what are we moving into? We're talking about the games we've been playing. Oh, okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. All right. Am I the only one that's played a singular game? Uh, I've also only played one. Got you. I've. I could just shit on Xenoblade 3 more. <laughs> uh, it's up to you, where, where, who, who you guys want to start with. Oh, did you say you had one too? My bad. Yeah, I've got... Um, Seven. <laughs> I, I, I've only got one that I probably think that I'll talk about. Okay. We rock, paper, scissors this? Yeah, let's rock, paper, scissors. Okay, let's all be honest. Okay. Okay? All right. Are we actually going to do this? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay, on go. We better all be honest here, all right? Okay. All right, okay. rock, paper, scissors, go. All right, I got paper. I got rock. Scissors. Okay, so Austin wins, right? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to do this? Well, I said mine first, then Josh said his. So I was like, okay, mine beats Josh, and then yours immediately beats mine. So that's how it went. Okay. <laughs> That's how it just got decided. Sure, I'll go. Oh. Let's fuck it. <laughs> um, I'm almost done with Doom Eternal. I think I'm on the last Oh, mission. shit. Uh, fuck, dude. Yeah, this this game is fucking gross. <laughs> it's so nasty. Uh, but it's really cool. I This is the first Doom game I've ever finished, so I don't really know. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what's happening. I have no fucking clue. You're I'm just so killing shit. <laughs> I'm just blowing shit up and ripping <laughs> spines out. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, but I know it looks really fucking cool while I'm doing it. Um, I've been able to pick up bits and pieces, uh, but, like, nothing really coherent because I went into this completely blind for no reason. The only reason I bought this fucking game was because the... Uh, like the hundred dollar edition that came with all the DLC was on sale for like fifteen bucks like two weeks ago. Oh god! So I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and cop that." And uh, really good game, looks great on the PS5, uh, much better than it did on the One X, which it still looked good on the One X, but it fucking it looks so smooth and clean on the Five. It looks so good. Is this this is your first person? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Although, uh, the one complaint I have with Eternal over 2016 is, uh, I love, I, I never finished 2016, but I love 2016's multiplayer, and with Eternal, they said, fuck multiplayer, you guys have battle mode, and it's just, fuck, was dude, it, I, don't, like I don't think it's fun at all. Uh, no, it's like, it's a, it's multiplayer, um, and it's one slayer versus two demons. So you can opt to play as a demon with a buddy and fight against one slayer, or you can go in on your own as a slayer. Um, and I don't... That shit's just not for me. That I just sounds get so every boring. Time. Yeah, it's not super fun. Uh, I've got a lot of buddies that are, like, super, super hardcore into it. 
that were like trying to tell me all of like the PlayStation quote unquote meta builds for battle mode, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I just don't fucking care. This shit is just not fun to me. Um, nah. Or apparently, horde mode's really cool. They just, uh, from what I've gathered, they just recently added horde, mo- horde mode to the game. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and try that yet, but I definitely want to. I've heard that the PlayStation player base for that, for some reason, is, like, really small. Like, less than a couple hundred people. Ouch. I I find that really odd, but I don't know. I'll give it a go. Uh, As far as the rest of the game, super, super fun, dude. I I don't really care for first-person shooters anymore. Uh, I just, I don't really get anything out of them. They're They're not really fun to me. Uh, all that much. Halo is kind of typically the exception, but I really just couldn't. Like, Infamous good, it's great, but I, I'm not going to go back to it anytime soon. Uh, but this is the first, the first first-person shooter in a while that I've been able to sit down and be like, okay, like I'm, I'm really fucking enjoying this. So it's been great. It's been that's refreshing. good. Fuck. I mean, at least you're enjoying it. Yeah. I think it just gets all my anger out, honestly. I mean, I appreciate that, especially to that soundtrack, too, right? <clears throat> um, all right, so if he beat me. All right, so I've been playing Cult of the Lamb. Uh, I got this. Actually, I got it last night. Sabrina was very gracious and purchased it for me. Um, oh, sweet. I've, it was sweet. She, I've been having a shitty week, and she's like, I'll fix it for you. I forgot that it was out. Um <clears throat> She bought it for me. She knew I had been wanting it. Um, started playing it, and I fucking did not stop playing it. <laughs> this game is fun as hell. Um, it's it's a cute Hades. Like, I'll say that. Um, but it, it's so unique to itself, too. There's a lot going on, and I'm still trying to process everything going on. Um, story is like, dude, this game's so fucking demonic. It's, it's I love it. <laughs> It's all about some ritual sacrifice and starting a cult for the devil, devil, and I'm so much about that. Um, But it does it in the most adorable way, literally possible. Um, I think what's really cool is, yeah, it's a roguelite. Um, I mean, you die, you start back over the level, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But what this game does that's so much fun is that you essentially, when you do die how you know if you die in hades you go back to hades this fucking castle or whatever uh this time you go back to this this plot of land i don't know what to call it other than it's it's kind of like your limbo i guess it's your plane of rule so all through the game you're finding these creatures that you can uh save and turn them into your followers for your cult that you started for the devil essentially um when I say creatures, I mean they're literally, I mean they're foxes, rabbits, cats, uh, you know, just biped animals essentially. And um, you're sending them back to this place. We'll call, we'll, you know, your plane of rule. And in this plane of rule, you're you can like chop down wood, and you can. This is where the 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 Stardew addict comes out in me because I'm like I can get stone, wood, berries to feed my people, like all of this, so you can take care of this area of yours and build your cult up essentially and you can fuck you can like you have to cook for them you have to clean up after them 
and stuff like that. But all while you're doing it, like you can assign them to do tasks as well. Like you can assign them to get wood or rock from your areas or they can have different kind of jobs or specifically what I've done is I have a shrine to myself in the middle. Everyone does. I didn't I just didn't wake up and decide to be vain that day. Like you get a shrine and they all like pray to you and worship you and then you get points from that and then you level up your uh area even further essentially and then like you have this temple that's within this plane of rule as well and like inside of there you can give sermons and like collect all of these like little creatures life forces you can do rituals you can do ritual sacrifice of these followers um and so much more and like the more like all of these things that i'm talking about you can level them all up individually um including yourself to get new abilities and stuff like that like you can introduce new doctrines from the temple that i was just talking about and that'll give you new abilities um with these followers that you have it's crazy how in-depth the game is and it's so much fun dude i mean it's not as combat friendly as hades is or it's like not a, it doesn't have as it like an expansive combat system as hades but it's still fun i mean it kind of reminds me of a castle crashers style combat system like i'm so i'm playing on the uh ps5 so i'm like pressing square to melee and i'm pressing triangle to shoot my little magic out that's about as far as i've gotten thus far um, I can do like a dodge roll and that's about it. Um, it's pretty fast paced depending on the weapon you're using. It's fun enough to keep me going. I enjoy exploring the maps. The maps aren't too crazy. Like I don't think it's really procedurally generated at all, but they're still fun. Like the environments and stuff that I've been going through. Um, yeah, I've, I've that that's only from like two, three hours of playing, man. Like I'm having such a blast with this game. It's everything that I wanted it to be. Um, it performs pretty well. Like I can see some visual hiccups now and then within the levels themselves. But I mean, I saw them post to Twitter or somewhere and they're like, Hey, thanks for making it, you know, as big of a success as it has been. We're working, you know, with your feedback to improve the game. So it's brand fucking new first week. I understand some, you know, hiccups and stuff like that. But as of right now, dude, game is fantastic. Heck yeah. I uh, I looked the game up on Google and uh, saw that Special Reserves game uh, picked it up to do a physical release. Yo, that's kind of cool. It deserves it, man. Like, it it truly is a lot of fun, and I can see, mm. like, I haven't made it to, like, a true boss yet, but, I've, but there are, like, mini bosses along the way to the big boss, and I've done a lot of those. And, like, it's just... I think it'll be worth the money because I'm still I've two three hours in and I haven't even made it to the first boss and there's like four big ones that you have to fight, so oh, yeah it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, but I've also spent a lot of time in my little area too, like just you know cultivating crops so I can feed feed my followers and stuff. Like it's a lot going on at one time, and that's not I didn't that's even talk cool. about like the mini games. Like there's this little dice mini game you can play, and it's fucking addictive as hell. Um, God, I, I I thoroughly enjoy it. I recommend it to everyone. Like, I'm so happy Hell that you yeah. said it's getting a physical release. Yeah, dude, the physical looks cool too. If you want just the game, uh, it's thirty four ninety nine for the physical copy. Um, but they have a fifty dollar bundle that comes with like a like a cool display box and art card. Um, but it also comes signed by all of the developers. That's fucking cool. That's fucking awesome. For how much? 
uh, fifty dollars for that bundle. Oh, dude, that's. Yeah. They have a $250 bundle, but from what I'm gathering, that sold out within minutes of the pre-orders going up. Did it have, like, a statue or something? Uh, it had a plushie of, like, the guy with the cape and the crown. The lamb itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have bought it. It had a, it has a plushie of that. It has a, uh, like, a 100-page, hundred 160-page art book that is also signed by the developers. Bro. And, like, a steel book case and, like, a bunch of other cool shit worth even the art book by itself sold out instantly holy shit yeah art's really great dude i love it like it gives me castle crashers hades vibes and that's why i'm fucking addicted plus stardew somehow somehow this game managed to hook me with that shit again like you just throw a little social sim aspect into your game and i'll play the hell out of it yeah i might uh i might have to pre-order this this looks really cool i might try to pre-order that physical that'll be rad It'll be a cool shelf piece, even though it won't come till like, the end of next year. Ouch. Definitely play it before then. <laughs> That's the only thing that sucks with ordering through companies like that. You have to wait, like, six to eight months just to get it. Yeah, no. This It's not... I don't think it's, like, game of the year contender or anything, but it's definitely one of the better games I've played this year. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. I might pick it up. How much uh, How much is it? Uh, twenty four ninety nine. Oh, shit, that's not bad. That's about how much I expected it to be. Yeah. Fuck and it's worth it. I might do that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, the game that I want to talk about is a game that I have been um, working on for the challenge called um, <clears throat> 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Ooh, I want to, I'm excited to hear about that. So, yeah, I've been playing it uh, for the visual novel um, instead of playing Danganronpa, just because I've never beaten either Danganronpa 1 or 2. I love both those games, but I just, I, I have not been able to find the time to, um, like, get into them the way that I would like, uh, which... Uh, you know, has been, um, uh, I don't know. Um, are you playing a game right now? No. Um, I am trying to fucking figure something out though. I love the art of this. I've never even heard of this game, but I've loved the art already. Yeah. Uh, so, um, that's, that was partially what drew me to it. Um, I wanted to see more of the art. Like, it's a Vanillaware game, so it, like, all of their games kind of look, like, similar. Like, they have a very similar uh, art direction for all of them. Um, And, yeah, like, that's initially what drew me to it. I heard that it had some, like, interesting combat, even though it was, like, a visual novel. And so I was like, okay, let me check it out. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that the... The story also won the uh, best narrative at the Game Awards from last year. Uh, I could be completely wrong about that, but um, I don't know. Um, Anyway, so yeah, uh, the game has a very long prologue, which uh, is a uh, big 
um, turnoff for me. Like, I just got through the prologue, and there are... Uh, If I'm remembering this correctly, I think that there are about eight uh, characters that you go through on the prologue. And I think there's up to a total of 16 characters that are considered uh, playable and have like story beats and everything. And um, yeah, so it was a long prologue to get into and it was just... uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say it wasn't very... I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. I I don't necessarily think that it was bad. I just think that it was... not what I was expecting. Um, A lot of the the writing in this is... uh, From what I understand, the story is kind of built around a... Uh, desire or not a desire that doesn't even make sense Um, it is built around like a a time travel kind of gimmick (coughs) excuse me and um, it it doesn't work for me like (sighs) a lot of the stuff that they're setting up with like the dialogue and stuff like that is just not very good. Like I, there are a lot of things in this that feel very much like a sort of like, it's maybe less of a, a less of a thing in video games as opposed to like movies. But like, I really like the show don't tell approach. And a lot of the, the dialogue in this is very much like a, expository sort of like telling you everything that's going on. And like, maybe it's because it's the prologue and it's got to like get a lot of information out quick, but like it's not doing anything for me. It feels, I hate to say this, but it kind of feels lazy if I'm being honest. Like it doesn't feel like they took the time to kind of like, think out what their story was going to be uh, and decided to like, or maybe not the story, but at the very least, like the world that, that it's building and like the relationships that all the characters have. I feel like it really didn't flesh those things out at first and kind of just like, um, kind of like made it up as it went along, if that makes sense. Uh, because it, I feel like when you have a very robust story and like something that is um, like really well thought out, you don't need to explain a whole lot of stuff because it's all there and people can grasp it as it, you know, as it goes along. But this, I feel like they're just explaining things every other second and it's like but you don't need to like you can just like explore this through uh you know i don't know character interactions or like even just like like more subtle ways of storytelling 
I, I really feel like this is fucking ham-fisted as all shit. And, like, there's some stuff in here that really kind of, like... I, I know that Japan is, like, a different culture than than us. And I know that, it, like, it's taken them a while to get to, like, the being accepting of, like, gay people and stuff like that. But, like, there was a, a scene relatively early on where, like, this... Uh, this girl is kind of like watching these two guys and they're talking and uh, one of them says something about like, will you be my partner on this? Uh, or will you, maybe it was just like, will you be my partner or whatever? And the girl kind of, I, I don't want to say she freaks out because that's not really like the actual reaction she has, but like the, the, the guys kind of like think of like, when she heard them, they they kind of like freak out in response to her having heard them. Like, oh no no, we're we're not gay. And I was like, well, this isn't like a very good look. <laughs> like, you you didn't like that's unnecessary. That's not something that you need to like necessarily make a a scene of saying. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. With it being a visual novel and me not being very enthused by the story, I'm going to be honest with you, I might not finish this and I might go to go back to Danganronpa and just play through uh, all three games because I own I own one and two on the Vita, but I own um, uh, but I have them on one and two on Game Pass and then I own three on the PS4 or like, I mean, I guess it's playable on the PS5, but um, anyway, yeah. So I, I may just do that because like there's combat in here too, but the combat is just not very compelling. I feel like, Um, and maybe it's just because I haven't had a chance to experience it uh, at its best, like maybe it gets better as it goes along. Um, and and maybe the same thing could be said with the story, honestly, because like I said, it, it did, I am relatively positive. It did win at the game awards. So maybe it's just, uh, like it takes a while to get into. And once you get into it, then maybe it gets a lot better. But if I'm being honest with you, like, I don't want that to be, uh, an experience that I have. I hate when people are like, you got to play this game. It takes, you know, fucking 80 hours to get into, but it's real good once it hits 80 hours. Like, no, nah, I don't, I don't care. I, I, yeah, I hate that. Like, that's awful. I, I don't want to spend my time hating something like, yeah. If a game doesn't hook me within at least the first two to three hours, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, this has been very much like, I, I don't want to say it feels like it's been a chore to play, but I mean, I feel like it's been a chore to play. Like it just, Damn. it hasn't been something that like, and, and the thing is I love the vanilla wear games. Like I love Odin sphere. I love, um, uh, what's the, the fucking crown one. It, what's what the fuck's it called? Dragon's crown. I think is what it's called. I, I really mm-hmm. like that one a lot. I, I mean, like I like the vanilla wear games, but this is just, I don't know, man, this, it's not for me. You should just play Digimon Survive instead. You, 
I, you know what? I kind of forgot that that was a, a visual novel until yeah. you just said something about it. Um, so that yes, might be th- that might be the route I take, honestly. Um, Very good. Plus, I could talk about it when it comes to our game of the year stuff because I know that you said it became your game of the year real quick. Yeah, I still plan on playing it too because like I need to beat something so I can say I've made some kind of progress towards the challenge. But as soon as I do, it's definitely I think it's actually number one on my list. I don't have anything else I want to play right now. You have got me having this Digimon itch. I can't lie. Now I'm starting to look at the cards in my fucking store, and you're a whore for that. I just want you to know that. Do it. The art is so nice. Yeah, I know, and you send me shit of it, and I always look at it. I'm like, wow, I would love to have a binder full of these to never look at. (laughs) I'm never going to play with these ever. But I love spending money on it. (laughs) Me and TCGs all the time. Yeah, dude, it's, it's rough out here. (laughs) <laughs> I've, been, I've been on TCG player for like the last 45 minutes. Well, yeah, no. Digimon survives <laughs> on my list too. I'm excited for it. Yeah. So we'll see. But I mean, maybe I'll try to continue on with this, but like also, like I said, I'm not trying to spend fucking 60 hours playing this game and fucking hating it. So we'll see. I feel that. I do feel that. that's why I changed a lot of my games this year. Cause I was not having a good time at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no need for a little more misery than what I already got. You know what I mean? Truly. <laughs> Truly. Christ. Are we on to Wicks of the Peak? We are on to Wicks of the Peak. So. Oh, man. I don't even have one. Uh, I didn't write one down. Oh, well, I, I, I sent out the outline to you guys, but it was like while we were recording the episode, so... <laughs> <laughs> Lol. <laughs> I don't. I don't expect you guys to have it written down because uh, I don't have mine written down. Oh, I mean, I have one. I just absolutely didn't know you sent us a document. <laughs> yeah, I sent it. I sent it while we were recording because you know I'm. Oh, I shit. am that guy. All right, I got mine. Hold on. Uh, yeah. So my pick of the week is uh, it's Takapi's Original Sin. It's completely free. Um, and I think that it's great. So I, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, I, I really think that people should check it out. Um, I, I actually like it so much. I'm considering doing a video on it. Ooh. So, um, please do. Yeah. Mr. Monetization. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I should say that real quick. I got monetized on YouTube. Woo. Thank, thank the people for uh, for believing in me and whatever. <laughs> they definitely subscribed. That, oh well, yeah, yeah. They they definitely did that. So, no, you gave them good reason to. Mm. So you're welcome. Anyway, moving on to Austin. Yeah, moving on to Austin. Uh, I don't really have anything particular to use as a pick of the week, so I'm just gonna do the last uh, listen to thing on Apple Music for me, and that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Traumazine, uh, which is Meg Thee Stallion's new album. That's pretty cool. What? That yeah, is not a fucking thing I ever thought I'd hear come out of your mouth. It's, hey, bro, it's, I mean, it kind of bangs, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking know, I'm just, sh- this is the most proud, if I was a dad, this would be my proud moment. <laughs> you big old proud papa? She I... has a, there's a song on the album called Anxiety, it's really good. I really fucking like that song. Bro, I am so happy right now. Great fucking 
pick of the week. Adam, let, Jeff's going to hear that, and he's going to do a backflip, dude. You just watch. He's like 87. <laughs> he can still do a backflip for you. Honestly. <sighs> okay. Uh, mine is thanks to Mr. Justin Ruiz. I was listening to his playlist that he shared in uh, our Discord earlier this week. Um, great playlist. I just don't know if he wants – I would throw the whole playlist out, but I don't know if he wants me sharing all that. If he does, I'll do it next week. Um, fantastic playlist that just has kind of like uh, a lot of themes to it, a lot of like uh, retro wave and stuff like that. Just really good nighttime music. I love it so much. But uh, the song in particular is by Hotel Pools and Decisive Koala, and it is called Midnight. It's on his playlist. It is fantastic. It gave me real good feels. So check it out. Hell yeah. Cool, cool. Well, um, I guess I should do my closing spiel, huh? Spiel it up. Spiel it on up. Spielberg. Yes. <laughs> As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob Hunting Picks and the Culture Bob family of content. Instagram is available on... Yep. Nope. Yep, that's what <laughs> I meant to say. Culture Bob is available on Instagram at culture underscore pop. And again, we're over on YouTube where we just hit the thousand subscriber mark and uh, can't thank everyone enough for that. Uh, you can find us over there at Culture Bop. Um, let me actually, I should probably start putting the actual URL in there. Let me, let me check that out real quick. What is the actual URL? All right, we got to look up. This is amazing content. People. Oh, you're leaving this. People great. love this. People love this. Austin, seeing quick. Why well, is it not go loading? Ahead and sing for the people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Let me hear you scream. I have no <laughs> idea why it's not loading. Okay. It's uh, youtube.com slash C slash culture bop. So there it is. All right. Moving on. Uh, I am available on Twitter at the bebopman 182 on Instagram at bebopman 182 and on Twitch at the underscore bebopman. Uh, Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDizzyTV, on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitch at OMDizzy, and on YouTube at OMDizzy. And then we have Mr. Austin, who's available on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays. And last but not least, if you're looking to support the podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Pop, then go to patreon.com slash culturepop and consider tossing us a pledge. We're offering some very cool perks, and once we start hitting our goals, even more content will be on its way. <sighs> After nearly dying, uh, I, I managed to stumble through that intro or outro. God damn! I, it's okay. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But that that's okay. Yeah, you don't have to. Um, we'll be back next week with an actual topic. So. Maybe. We will see. We hope. We will see. <laughs> Join in next week for sexiest video game characters. Part dough. Uh really? We'll see. <laughs> oh Lord. Alright. Well that's it for us. That is the end of our show. So until next time. Goodbye. <laughs> The shitty it's thing is, is it kind of looks like a ravioli with its stupid little puffed out edges. Is a pizza an open face sandwich? <laughs>
Uh, Isn't a pizza just an open faced Kelvin? Oh. <laughs> I can't even fucking breathe. <laughs> stupid fucks you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs>